This is Sports Best, presented by Reposted on the Reposted Podcast Network. Coming at you like your neighbor asking to borrow your hose to take a shower in the yard because they don't have a working bathroom. He is Larry. More bathrooms than bedrooms also. And I am Andrew. Shower at the Beach Keller. Thank you for coming today. When was the last time you took a shower? Was it today? Was it yesterday? Was it a week ago? So, like, if you do borrow someone, your neighbor's hose to take the shower, do you, like, have to hold your junk while you're showering in their front yard? Uh, well, you just put like, a you don't want to go. You got to kind of stick the hose down the bathing suit. Okay. Did you ever oh, have to tell okay. one of your kids, be like, hey, you're gross, take a shower? I feel like I went through a phase where I didn't want to take showers, and I think all kids do. Or do you? does your family love being clean? Uh, I, it's a kind of a mix-ish. We definitely need to tell the boys – you're funkified. You got to hit the showers, Brohim, yeah. every once in a while. <laughs> well, for those of you who are rooting for the Brooklyn Nets garbage fire, me. Yes. You go back to the tape. Yes. Their story continues because they have secured a number two seed in the playoffs. And so they will be going at least for one series. And uh, notably, Kyrie Irving joined the 50 40 90 club, which I'd never heard of, basically what? for the season. What? He shot 56, 50.6% from the field, 40% from three-point, and 90% from free throw. The only other players to do that are Larry Bird, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant. So uh, that stat, when you're averaging more than 25 points per game. So many numbers. You're laughing because like you want you. me to read a stat. <laughs> I did. You should literally said the 50, 40, 90 club. <laughs> What the hell's that? <laughs> yeah, when you don't know uh, when you don't know what it is, maybe we shouldn't be throwing it out. I you this article <laughs> says he joins the 50 40 90 club and they explained it in the last paragraph of a very long article. And uh, I think what we need to focus more on is ready for the playoffs. What are they saying? He's going to the strip club. Is he gonna be ready for the playoffs? Uh, I'm not sure. No idea. A lot of people are getting old. These superstars are getting old. Uh, what's his face? LeBron might not be ready for the playoffs. Harden oh might not gosh. be ready for the playoffs. What Steph Curry's the on a bad team. Who knows what's going to happen? But Steph Curry is your NBA scoring champ. Curry ends the season averaging 31.98 points per game to beat out the Wizards. Bradley Beals, 31.3 points, 31.3 points per game. Curry's Scoring title, second of his career, made plenty of history at 33. He becomes the oldest player to lead the NBA in scoring since Michael Jordan did it at the age of 35. No other player has won scoring title at that age. By winning his second title, Curry became the fourth player in NBA history with multiple scoring titles, joining others like MJ, Will Chamberlain, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Curry's win breaks the three-year streak of James Harden winning the NBA scoring title. By the way. Michael Jordan won the scoring title 10 times, 10 times. That's a lot of times. Um, I think, well, we kind of see James Harden won it so many times with Houston. Then he goes to the Brooklyn Nets and plays in a different system. They got the number two seed. Curry is going to be fishing. He's not going to be in the playoffs. So would you rather have a, would you rather have Mike Trout? Would you rather have Mike Trout or would you rather have the playoffs? That's not an apples to apples. I'd rather. Uh, I like talking about Mike Trout. 
the thing about um, Curry, they're saying is, as you recall, he basically only played three games last season. He was hurt. So he got last season off and has come back at age 33. So what you got to do is just take a year off and you come back fresher. So I'm going to take next year off and then I'll come back fresher. Yeah, I mean, not only was this his, um, he won the scoring title, this is the most he's ever scored in the season. Like, yeah, the second place would have, would have scored as many in any other season against Curry. He would have won the scoring title. I think it's exciting. He's fun to watch. Tune into Steph Curry. Do you think he's an MVP candidate? Everyone's saying he's not going to win it, but. LeBron James thinks he should win the MVP. How about that? I did see that. So, I mean, how much stock should we put into what LeBron James has to say? I don't know. Lots. 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 Lots of thoughts. Lots of thoughts. Well, over the weekend, Vanessa Bryant accepted the MV, <gasps> accepted Kobe Bryant's Hall of Fame induction. The big fundamental, Tim Duncan, who's one of my favorite players of all time, spoke. He is famous for being Bill Belichick-like. I guess Popovich is the same way. <laughs> Tim Duncan does not like speaking in front of people, and everyone's like, oh, is Tim Duncan going to talk for more than 30 seconds? I thought he had a pretty eloquent speech. He, he gave... Credit to a lot of people. He apologized for giving um, praise to Coach Popovich because he doesn't like it. I didn't realize he had 140 teammates in his 19-year career at San Antonio. He started out under David Robinson. This is how he ended his speech, which I thought was nice. This story and journey doesn't make sense. I worked my butt off, but I, I was blessed and guided by so many people and improbable scenarios to get where I am today. I really like Tim Duncan because he's humble and just it seems like he gets the perspective of like so many things could have gone a different way and I wouldn't have been in the NBA. Like he was a swimmer. He's from the islands. A lot of people had to put faith in him. So I don't know. I like Tim Duncan. Um, I'm wondering if you thought that's a he say he had 140 teammates over his career. Is that a lot or a little? 140? I mean, I feel that's like a that's lot when you generally plan with 10 people on a team. I feel like that's not that many. And the other, because here's the thing. He didn't move teams at all. He was literally with the San Antonio Spurs. By the way, I feel like you only had one coach. Like how many players play on one team with one coach your entire NBA career? I think the days of that are done. Yeah. Also, it takes a per like, I'm sure he could have made more money had he bounced yep. around or done sure. other things. And he didn't. That's what I found appealing about him. He didn't need to be flashy. He got the nickname, the big fundamental, because he's not doing windmill dunks. Uh, so, but also like the, back to the 140, he has a lot of static teammates. Like he played with Ginobili mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. the other guy for a long time. And then you're not like, you're not getting 10 new teammates every yeah. year. So yeah. I think that's a lot. It's more teammates than you've had in the NBA. I've had four. <laughs> hey, man. I go through teammates wicked fast, wicked fast, bro. Yeah. The big fundamental, I, you know, he's just the thing about him, right. Is this that he's just not very flashy, right? Listening to him speak. You're like, Oh boy, watching him play. He put up 20 and 10 nightly, but it was like a very kind of fundamental, not very sexy 20 and 10, mm -hmm. but by the way, he won a lot of NBA titles. So he was effective, but he just like kind of sometimes lulled you to sleep with his greatness. 
Yeah, which which That's I think I is do, fun to watch. I, Defense oh, wins championships. Also, I think that he didn't physically change his appearance during his 19-year career and his acceptance speech. He had this like very emo dreads kind of parted yeah. back over. He had long hair, which um, he looks more like Micah Johnson, like I think, like an artist than he does an NBA player. Hmm. Interesting. Didn't change coaches, didn't change hairstyles until he got out of the NBA. By the way, just for the record, I want you to know that I lull people to sleep with my greatness as well. <laughs> I just want to get that out. Um, Andrew, had your stat of the day, my second favorite stat of the day, New York ace Garrett Cole set the major league record for most consecutive strikeouts without a walk. He issued his first walk in more than a month in Monday night's loss to the Rangers. All told, Cole had 61 strikeouts over a 41 and two-third inning walkless stretch. What are your news notification settings at? Are they when Texas Rangers are the butt of the joke? Give me a highlight. It's like you said, so many stories of people breaking records and doing great no. things, and the Rangers are on the losing end of it. No, no, but this is the thing. The Rangers won the game. He got this record, but they lost. The Yankees lost. The Rangers beat. He got this in like the second inning. He got to his 41 and two-thirds inning in the second inning, and then the Rangers blew him out of the water, and the Yankees lost. So good to the Rangers. Yeah, and also I think I saw that like he had broken a record that was a week a week old or something. Like it's it was happening. With, <laughs> so, I mean, that's cool. Well, this this most consecutive with his strikeouts been around since 1900. Some dude I never heard of. Um, but 40 I mean, listen, my kid plays minor uh not minor. My kid plays 8th grade or 8th year old baseball. It is really hard to throw a baseball. It's one of the hardest things to do. You see it all the time. It is very rare that people throw 41 innings of walkless ball. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, there's all sorts of MLB stats all over this. His franchise record matching streak of 12 consecutive starts allowing two earned runs or fewer, keep, keeping tied with Whitey Ford in 1963. Thank Chad Green. Getting into there's it. A, now you're getting into the stats. Keep it coming. Keep it I guess I'm getting more into the spirit of the story. Um, he is <laughs> yes, the first person. Bro, I'm proud of you. Northeast early warm up. With sunset being before 7.14 <laughs> p.m. The sunsets that are after 714 have a higher strikeout rate because it's harder to see the ball. There you go. Uh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Where did Garrett Cole go to college, by the way? LSU? No, I think he went to UCLA. Stanford? I'm not sure about that. But if UCLA. anyone asks about baseball, my first guess is LSU and then Stanford. I feel like those, okay. are, the baseball those are good guesses. It's good, good guesses. Yeah. Did you see that Santa Clara, Santa Clara's women's soccer team had a big upset in the national championship? They beat South Carolina. That was exciting. My sister went to Santa Clara. Brandy Chastain, famous for ripping her shirt off, went to Santa Clara. You know, because I saw that story that the Santa Clara Lady Lions or whatever they're called won the national championship. I was like, they probably never won anything. And then, yeah, Brandy Chastain went there. Like, they kind of goodish at soccer, kind of. Yeah. Speaking of uh, different looks during the NBA career, Steve Nash also hey, went to Santa Clara. Base basketball player. Yes. Steve Nash. Carambas. Carambas went to Santa Clara. Too. Yeah. I should have gone to Santa Clara. I should have gone to Santa Clara. We should have gone to Santa Clara together. Oh, my goodness. What do you think about public opinion? Do you think 
I mean, there's so much now that if you say something, people change their mind. I'm not sure the Snyder family would have changed the Washington football team's name if it wasn't for public opinion. But the Columbus crew changed their name to the Columbus SC. And a week later, after fan outrage, they said, you know what? We're going back. They said a statement this evening, a positive collaborative discussion took place between crew, investor operations, front office executives, and a diverse group from the crew's community regarding the future of the club. And they decided that they're going to give in to public pressure and switch back. Why did they change the name of the first place? I think they were trying to just rebrand and kind of, I'm probably just to sell more merch has got to be the reason they did it. They're like trying to kickstart the team or jumpstart the kick something into gear. You got to change something. This is what I love about this story is that someone is so outraged that their soccer team changed the name that they started a revolution on like online to get the name changed. I think to that person, like, Hey man, no offense to what your passion is about the crew, but maybe go sign up and uh, find a cure for cancer. Uh, Go, go do a phone bank for meals on wheels. Like, just do something like good in the world as opposed to being absolutely pissed that the Columbus crew changed their name, right? Go find a better hobby. I agree with that. I'm going to go after I get off and I'm going to sign up to cure cancer. But I mean, people love getting outraged about anything. I remember for a while, Facebook would change their, this is before Facebook was only for old people. They would change their platform and people would be outraged and say, I'm leaving Facebook because they've changed their platform. Um, a year ago, people are like, I'm outraged. You can't tell me to wear a mask. I'm not going to do it. And now people are outraged because you can't tell me I can't wear a mask. Like people just want to be outraged because they don't get hurt at home. Um, I try not to get worked up about stuff, but I think that's just what it is. People don't have anything better to do. And people like getting worked up. It's easy to get worked up on, on the internet too. Cause there's no the other side of this, right. In theory, right. The Columbus crew is a professional sports franchise. They have people, brand people. They hired a company. They said, what should our name be? They did the research. We should change it to this. They didn't do it for some willy nilly reason. And then right. a couple of people in Columbus light themselves on fire. And they're like, yeah, screw it. Let's go back to the crew. Like, Co- didn't you guys do some branding work and just stay the course and leadership and say like, hey, man, it's, it's done. It's baked in. We're changing the name. I mean, there's got to be a Mason Dixon line of we've heard from 3000 yes. people. That's enough that it's going to, I mean, I kind of get the business decision of this. It's not like, Hey, we need to change totally. for, for an angry. Well, I don't know. Giving into the mob is a slippery slope because now you, uh, you do a mid mid first half substitution <laughs> You get a ground swell and you're like, well, can't do that next game. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know if the people in Columbus have too much time on their hands. I don't know yeah. if the leadership at the crew is like the wind blows a certain way and they just cave in. Yeah. I don't know what to think of the story. I put it in because I was like, I just don't know how to, how I should feel about this. I think just in general with uh, the court of public opinion, my, my macro statement is to what end? Like, when is this going to stop? It's it's not. I watched this QAnon documentary. I don't know if oh, you boy. saw that, but that was pretty interesting. Oh, but one of the guys who was kind of a disruptor, like, he got what he wanted. And they're like, all right, well, you got what you wanted. Are you going to stop now? He's like, no, they listened to me, so I'm going to get more. <laughs> I mean, that's the mentality of the court of public opinion is you give in to something, we're going to keep going after you. Someone, should we start a QAnon podcast too? Or is that like, we shouldn't do that? Is that... 
Yeah, we're gonna have to mask our voices though. <laughs> I don't want people can't know who we are. Okay. Well, that's that sounds easy enough. Let's do it. To be anonymous. Do this is. You know, we should. <laughs> I'm not um, sure you know even I around love- anymore. I feel like that documentary outed that guy as being the person, and I don't know. I haven't heard anything <laughs> about him. Who's Q? Is there a Q, a real guy? Q is a person, and this documentary on HBO is about who it might be, and it ends highly suggesting that it is one person. But yeah, Q and not like there's this anonymous message board called 4chan, and so you can post 100% anonymously in the hope of free speech but it turns out when you uh let the inmates run the asylum things don't go well free speech cannot no. go well you get no, all sorts of graphic and hateful speech out there and then it's like no. who really is in charge of free speech and i say tim duncan should rule the internet is there any chance that QAnon got the columbus crew name changed back is there any chance that there's a correlation yeah, I think there's a pretty good correlation that that was, that was QAnon that got him back. Yeah, why not? Top five favorite people in the world right in, for me right now is the new Lions head coach, Dan Campbell. As you remember, at his original press conference, was introduced as head coach, he said, we are going to bite ankles if that's what it takes to win football games. Well, now, on a podcast over the weekend, he said he asked his owner of the Detroit Lions if they could have a real-life lion at the practice facility, and he wants to, quote, chain up the lion and walk him around practice to inspire the players. Quote, just a legit pet lion on a chain, a big-ass chain, and he really is my pet. Quote, the problem is, I don't know if Peter's going to allow that. (laughs) Once again, this dude is going to go down in flames. There is no way. He is going to be a great NFL coach if he's bringing attention to himself for talking about a pet lion as opposed to, hey, buddy, work on the X and O's, dog. I mean, I watched lion. that interview and it felt like he was just being a good guest and he was yes anding what they said and he was being interesting. I don't know if he actually believes that. If he, But back to the um, his opening press conference about biting ankles, he should go back to the 2012 um, Thanksgiving game where Dominic and Sue stomped on the crotch of the quarterback that's that's in line so maybe that he can uh dan campbell can bring in dominican sue back and play a little bit dirty by the way for the record um do you know our intern once bit someone's ankle during a soccer game true story he got called an ankle biter that seems he didn't lose any teeth but it's a true story he's the ankle he's known as the ankle biter when i was living in san francisco i was uh kind of in a rut and i was like hey i need to make some new friends so i joined intramural indoor soccer league and i did one of the like i didn't have a team so i did the thing where you just get put on a team with people very first game i went up for a header i missed the ball and i headbutted the girl that was contesting the shot or the ball and she got up (laughs) take a swung at my face i got put in the penalty box for a major i was so embarrassed i never came back again (laughs) that's so great hey man you know one way to play full speed dog full speed yeah, that was the uh, the football in me coming out, being like, no, no, so nothing left on. I was the- hoping there was gonna be, I was hoping there was gonna be blood. There was no blood in that story. There was no we'll blood in that story. But I have more stories to come, so tune in next time for my blood <laughs> stories. Well, the Major League Baseball umpire <laughs> union has hired a new PR firm. <laughs> 
this just into the newsroom. Da, 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 da. Uh, yeah, so the, this article came out about the top 10 things you might not know about umpires. Most of them were pretty silly. They travel a lot. Yeah. They have cooling technology under their chest plate when they're at home plate, yeah, so they don't get too hot. That was uh, interesting. Has won everything yeah. in football, and he has earned every right uh, to do so. Is that because, me? Uh, what is that noise? Uh, Where's that guy? Kind of it was a website I had open earlier, and it just started fine. <laughs> uh, that was unfortunate. Uh, one of the things that I thought was kind of crazy is that they completely generalized umpires saying they're not big on social media. What a crazy thing to say. That's like saying, <laughs> well, you can't say that about an entire group of people. I don't know how many umpires there are total, but you can't say that all of them don't like social media. What a silly, <laughs> silly thing to say. I don't know. I found it perfectly normal. I, I full on believed it. All umpires hate Twitter. That's what I, I read it. And I believe it. Yeah. Uh, one of them I did like is that they claim that they practice throwing people out like they're, you're out of here. <laughs> and it made me think of this scene from a movie. And I've, I've been an umpire before. Oh, and so I really liked it. Three. As you know, that's Leslie Nielsen from Naked Gun. That's one of my favorite baseball scenes of all time. So you were an umpire. Did you practice your punch-out call? Uh, I didn't need to. I got so much ham in me that it came out, <laughs> came out that way every single time. I didn't have to. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's get it right now. <laughs> that was my strike. The you're, you're out of here sounds pretty similar. Okay. <laughs> have you ever been an umpire? Do you have one? Give me one. No, I don't. Stay right three. No, I see it's a little horrible. That was too fun. That yeah. was fun. That was good. That was good. Uh, this has been Sports Best presented by Reposted. Tune in next time for a story involving blood. <laughs> I'm Andrew Valeri saying thank you so much.